What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? Doing well, man. Can't complain. You know, back again another week. I will say, this week, caught up on Ahsoka, caught up on Winning Time, caught up on One Piece. Heels, I'm, 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 I'm tragically... Tragically, I'm just so behind. <laughs> How many episodes are left in the season? How many do you think? Like three, two, four. three. I'll be ready by the time. I'll be ready. I'll just say that. I'll be ready by the time that we got to talk about this shit. But winning time. Let me tell. Let me tell you, Lyndon. Like if it, if it wasn't really really good right now, you'd be I really would... upset. <laughs> I know it's been good. <laughs> like, like, but like three, me... three weeks ago when we were having like some hiccups with it, I was like, all right, I'm barely, I'm slugging through this show anyway. <laughs> but like now, it's actually like the the best it's ever been. Wow, I'm so Maybe. sad, man. Because let me tell you, it's only because VPR, me and my girlfriend caught up to Scandal, bro. We caught up to the biggest reality TV show snafu ever of this man cheating on his life partner of nine years and everything came out. It was insane. We have part three of the reunion where the girl he cheated with is now coming to confront the group at the reunion with Andy Cohen on Bravo. That is tonight after I do this. I am ecstatic. <laughs> it is some insane shit, but winning time. Yo, Pat, when Pat Riley punched that board, I, I was like, what? Uh, but we'll talk about, see, I got, I made you smile just there. I'm ready on winning time. Winning time's fucking nuts. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. And in one piece, did you finish it all, or are you guys? Oh pacing no, no, no. It I finished. Uh, I was pacing it um, for the show, for the review show. But once, once I got past episode four, which we're reviewing this week, and I saw Sanji was the next episode, I was like, "Bro, I gotta finish it." Yeah, I'm finished. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I, I wrapped that up today. Okay, nice. Yeah, we could definitely talk about it and get your thoughts on it for sure. All right, but yeah, so we're gonna, like you said, we want one piece. Ahsoka winning time. We'll talk about. Yeah, I can't miss Ahsoka. That, that's just too crazy. <laughs> little, to, little to no stories. So yeah, there's nothing. There's not. This is just pretty much review. Like that's why I told Curse. I was like, I'm probably not gonna be fine with Super Long because it's yeah. uh, a lot of uh, not a lot of news with the strike. No. Nope. Um. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. the The first bit of rumor we have is Giancarlo Esposito and it recent public appearance hint hinting that he may be cast or be in talks to be in a role in Jim James Gunn's DC. Okay, nice. What you think he'll be like Luther? Mm. I think he's too old. I think he's too old. Yeah, you're right for the Luther for the Lex that we need for this Superman. Damn, I don't know what he could be then. Perry. Oh, Perry White. <laughs> if they waste Giancarlo Esposito on Perry White, I would be pissed. I mean, yeah, but I mean that, that could easily be be one. I could see him being like, I mean, he could be Brainiac, couldn't he? Yeah, the he voice. could. He definitely could be Brainiac. No, that's a good point. He could be Metallo too, or a uh, Parasite, the voice of any of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, it doesn't have to be Superman. Yeah, true. Could, true. Could be something else. So, uh, but anytime you can get John Carlo Esposito into your fr franchise is a pretty good move. Oh, that's a dub. So I'm um, excited to see what more from that later. I'm talking about current superhero properties 
Gen B had their latest teaser mm-hmm. that gave a little bit more to the plot. Um, did you see that? Did yes, I did. I liked it. Man. I liked it a lot. I like how they started with Clancy Brown. Uh, I like this idea of Golden Boy, who's this human torch, and it's going to be like him doing some some evil shit. I feel like he's like the sky high version of the fire character, like the bully right. on campus. And then you got the little short, the Ant-Man girl in Bloodbender trying to figure out what's going on in the woods with the black guy who's probably the principal's son knowing what's going on in the woods. And it'll probably be like the cool kids versus Bloodbender and Ant-Man stopping, st- trying to stop them from finding out what's the nefarious shit going on at the school. Yeah, I, I am interested to see how the dynamics play out because like I know it's a show about a school. But mm-hmm. I don't want it to be so insular. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, but I guess at the same time, it needs to be because yeah, it's gonna be about that the, campus. Like it, it's gotta like, be the, wi- the wider boys. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like takes... we'll get we'll get uh that woman the uh senator because we saw her. Yeah, you get the senator, and we also get the the lady who manages the senator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think we saw that. A train's gonna be in it too. So. Oh yeah, yeah, we did see her. Um, so yeah, I'm we're ready for Gen B. I think it comes out in just a few more weeks. Um, Amazon, you know, bringing out their fall slate, starting with my movie on the rise and and moving fo- moving forward. Uh, I think Invincible's down the pipe here pretty soon too. Okay, so. lit. So yeah, so uh, let's jump into the wider trailers now. Um, we'll start with some of the smaller ones. We'll start with like the horror stuff. You had Exorcist Believer that came out. I ain't watched that. A sequel <laughs> to the original Exorcist from '71, and I think it has like people who are in that movie. Okay, it's, it's it looks like it's going to be pretty solid, similar to like how Doctor Sleep, you know, kind of brought us into like a different era, but like within the same realm. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, I think that it's not a theater movie, but it's like a, you know, if you're streaming, if you're into that shit, <laughs> if, if it's streaming or if, like you want to pay four dollars for digital and watch something d- during Halloween. That is no, I forget it's Halloween time. Yep. Yep. So that's kind of the theme of starting to see some of these spooky trailers coming out. Uh, the next one is a Hulu horror thriller sci fi. Well, no one will save you starring Caitlin Deaver. Um, this is gonna be Caitlin Deaver's Fourier into a solo single camera. You gotta you gotta show us your chops mm-hmm. being scared movie. Um she's like I can't even tell you another actor or actress in this because like the only ones that are in it seem like they're possessed by whatever aliens taking things over. Yeah. So it seems like it's gonna be like a it was weird an hour and an hour, 45 minute monologue. I didn't know like what what was going on of like, is this monsters? Is this aliens? What is the deal? Oh, it's aliens. Yeah, because when I saw the light beam down of trying to bring her ass up, I was like, okay, we'll see what you got, Caitlin Deaver. Yeah, they look kind of like signs aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our slasher we have is Thanksgiving, which that I didn't know good. until before we jumped on here that it is a actual movie that is based off a trailer that took place in 
the Tarantino movie. What? Um, what's the one that was like two parts with him and Robert? Oh, Rodriguez? Uh, death, uh, death, 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 something. Yeah, but death whatever, ride, and, death ride, uh, something, some whatever that one is called because I haven't seen it. That's the only one I haven't seen. Oh, Death Proof. Death, Death Proof. That's so it. apparently, in oh yeah, death proof, no, there is a trailer. No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. Between Death Proof and Ro- and Rodriguez's one, there is a trailer, and they wanted to put that. Funny enough, it it became a trailer because they wanted they didn't have enough time. Eli Roth was supposed to have like a short film. It was supposed to be a short film instead of a trailer. Right. So that was going to be the intermission of what they were doing. So now Eli Roth has garnered the money and respect to actually make this a feature. It looks pretty good. It has that guy yeah. from Suits in it. Yeah. We uh, uh, need a good slasher. Um, having it come into November, playing into Thanksgiving, kind of being that thing that once we get out of Halloween, we can still keep in the, in the vibes. Yeah, give you that vibe. Kind of interesting. You don't, you don't have a lot of Thanksgiving movies. Now we don't. Call Thanksgiving. And, you know, the movie Halloween did pretty well. Maybe we'll get Thanksgiving, you know, H2O. <laughs> you went all the way to H2O, not not two. <laughs> Might uh, as well get Thanksgiving in space. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about some avian movies, starting with Chicken Run 2. Look good. Um, look decent. I feel it, like it's it, way it's, too past the prime. Like, I feel like that's everyone what I was thinking who too. watched Chicken Run does not care about Chicken Run 2, which is people our age, like. I don't Basically, know. If, like, I don't think kids are gonna watch that and be like, "Yeah, let's go to the fucking movies." <laughs> it's a Netflix movie. Oh, okay. Thank God. <laughs> but um, when like at the end of the trailer, they had the reveal that the big bad was the big bad from the first Chicken Run. I saw that. And I was it, like, "What?" It, it didn't hit me right away. I was like, "Who's this lady?" Yeah, like, I saw it, that. Am I supposed I to like, know who this is? I was like, "Why is she back? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is going on?" But. Yeah, like you said, I, it's past its prime. Like, if this would have dropped two years after Chicken Run, it would have been hot. Now, like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's so. Um, but, I mean, it's it could be good. It I'm could be, saying, yeah, for sure. Because the Wilds and Grounds people do make good movies. It's just not up on my hype meter. Um, but the other avian movie we got on here is The Boy and the Heron. Yeah, that looks for that. I mean, look, the fact that it starts off talking about death and like where people go, like, I feel like this is that's Miyazaki talking about his career going to die, but from it, something new will be born in life. And I feel like this is his ode to movies. This is his final movie. And I think he's speaking a lot about his mortality in this movie. Yeah. His mortality as a man. You know, anytime you have a have one of his movies pop up, you, you know you're gonna have to think critically, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I got out of the trailer. I was like, oh, this is gonna make me think about mortality. Yeah, one hundred percent legacy, like, and I'm like, oh, I, I don't know, I don't know if I'm me, ready for it. It's gonna make me sad. <laughs> also, yeah. I feel like he's definitely gonna make a comment. For some reason, this feels like the boy was there when the nuke dropped and like, this is like, he goes to a world after the nuke dropped, but he died. That's what I'm thinking. Because like in the beginning, you see the kid running through something and there's a big flame. And I'm like, is this him Him talking about Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Could be, but you know, they did that with Grave Didn't of the Fireflies. Yeah, I was about to say Grave of the Fireflies. But that's not his movie. But that's what, but I mean, that movie is based on that. So we'll see, but I'm interested. I'm totally going to watch that. It's going to win an uh, Oscar. <laughs> I could. <laughs> no, all right, come um, on. It's, it's going to. What else animated well, it depend- drop? 
Oh, Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on you know it where it gets released and who it goes up against. Um, but yeah, I mean he was cleaning up awards prior the last to time. Yeah, well, but I'm just saying like that was before we were getting like these quality animated movies like. Oh, true, true, yeah, true, true, so true, true. Was, But I mean he's the OG. Now there's more competition. Like... Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so let's talk about the comedy stuff. Let's start with Pain Hustlers. Look um, pretty good. Is, talking about, is that I, about the opioid crisis? I was confused. No, I don't know what that's about. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was I'm confused. Honestly, <laughs> not interested because I don't understand it. And you're, I'm all, you're already like swim. I'm already swimming upstream when you got like Chris Evans and Emily Blunt, who are two people that do not bring me to a movie screen. Oh, they don't. Mm. Wow, that's fucked. I, they, they don't. Bring, they bring me to a movie screen. Name a Chris Evans movie that he was the star in that's not Captain America that was good. Do we not count? Um, you're not gonna let me count it. I already know. I don't even know why I'm asking this, but I'm gonna ask anyway. Do we not count the uh, 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 what is Knives Up? Knives Out? Oh, no, (laughs) I knew you were gonna say that. (laughs) Well, he's not the main character, he's the villain. We don't know that going in. It didn't bring <laughs> you to the screen. All right. When you look at the poster, the two biggest people are him and Daniel Craig. That's Daniel what I'm Craig, Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnson brought you, you in. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Oh, Snowpiercer. Don't don't fuck around. Nah, lie. Lie. Lie and say he, he don't bring you to lie and say that wasn't good. <laughs> when Chris uh, Evans has a good director <laughs> and a good script, you know he's fired. And the Snowpiercer, uh, uh, knives out. It's not my fault he keeps working with the fucking Russo brothers. And the gray man should have been a smash. And you know he was good in it. And Emily Blunt, don't do that. Edge of tomorrow, brother. Edge of tomorrow. That was Tom, Tom Cruise. <laughs> All right. Insane. All right. Uh, what's the other one? You know the one where they can't talk. <laughs> um, uh, Quiet Place. Yeah. So come on now. Krasinski was the director. Oh! Oh, and he was, and he was. Oh, headline, look, at, look at this guy! Look at this guy lying. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. Now I, I got a Google image with Sicario. Sicario, that's up. N- not the lead. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> that's that's Benicio de Toro. Stop it! Stop! Hold on! Stop it! Let me look at there, this Sicario poster. She is the main person. Nah, she, but she's the main character. Stop it! Benicio del Toro's her assistant. <laughs> slash villain he is like she is the main so i'm gonna say sicario edge of tomorrow i'll give you uh i'll give you tom cruise but sicario and quiet places her yeah i'm not saying she has not been in bad movie bad movies and that they <laughs> she are don't not, draw you and she's not good in those movies i'm just saying that like <laughs> yeah painkillers as a whole you know and, and it's a little weird David Yates as a director is also spotty. Yeah, he is. No, that's a that's a big fact. So, that's that's a big fact. <laughs> I'm just saying, like this trailer did not do anything to grab me. I, I thought it was about the opioid crisis at first. They were faking. Then I was like, is this about? I I didn't get it. it. It made me laugh though. That's why I said it was pretty good. But like you know, I gotta we gotta see. But you are right. You are right. I gotta be honest. It it definitely. I don't know what the fuck is happening in the trailer. <laughs> oh. Funny thing I just got word from is that Coco Goff mentioned in an interview that she was talking about watching My Hero Academia. I saw that. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw that. Coco Goff is the shit. Uh, I think she just won her match. She's also a Childish Gambino. Uh, she says what she's been listening to is Childish Gambino, 
um, rap from our when we were in 2012. She like listening to Chance the Rapper, she said acid rap, Childish Gambino. She's listening to that era. Can't, she's in. She's in her she's in 2012 NFL. bag. When when I was her age, I was also listening to that stuff. So maybe it's yeah. Like, that's what I said. But I'm just shocked goodbye. that she's listening to our era of that shit instead of her era of what's going on right now. Very interesting. Um. So the other comedy we got is Quiz Lady, and we talked about it before with Aquafina and Sandra O. Oh, their mother looked, goes missing. It, it, they it look kind of funny. Decide that they need to get money to save I'm their a, dog. That's one of those movies. If you watch it and say it's good, I'll watch. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things for me, but I'm watching the trailer and I get Aquafina's comedy. Mm-hmm. It, so, like, obviously, I'm all, all in on that because, like, I understand, like, her humor. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and then watching Sandra O do something comedic and be kind of eccentric is kind of interesting. Because, you know, she's always kind of like the more stoic character. Yeah, no, that's a fact. So it's interesting to. To kind of to see her, watch her do push that. that boundary, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the last trailer we got is Bike Riders. This looked which... pretty good. I was shocked this was coming. Actually, no, I remember us talking we... about it. Yeah, I remember us talking remember, about it. I remember talking about it, but I remember thinking it was going to be a lot different than what it actually. Yeah, was. I actually like what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like some like... gang pick. Like they're it's early twenties. These people are maybe even thirties. I mean, it might be a little 50s. later. It might be 50s, you're right. It might be a little later. I might be like exaggerating, but it's no, it's not past the 70s. I'll say that. I know that for a fact. Um no. what is it? The 60s? I think it's the 50s or the 60s. Yeah, that's what oh, I thought I thought, I thought you displays. looked it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's like Greece, Greece time. And this is what the height of um bike gangs, and you got Tom Hardy as the bike gang leader, wanting to pass the torch to his young boy, Austin Butler. But Austin Butler's wife, Jody Comer, doesn't want him in the life. And Austin Butler's torn between the life of the gang or the woman he loves. Sign me up. <laughs> From one side of Killing Eve to the other, give me some Jody, <laughs> Jody Comer. That's I'm funny. about it. We, yeah. have not, we have not seen enough Jody Comer. That's a fact. She's a great actress. That's a big fact. That she she draws me to the screen. Free guy. <laughs> That's who draws you to the screen, Jody Comer. <laughs> I watched Killing Eve because of it. I'm sorry, and Emily that, Blunt. You still draw me to that, the screen. And that show that show went on for too long. <laughs> I watched Mary Poppins because of Emily Blunt. So don't do that. <laughs> That, that's why. That's why I said what I said. Like Mary Emily Blunt did not bring me to watch Mary Poppins or Jungle Cruise. Okay. Oh well, no, she didn't bring me to watch Jungle Cruise. But that, I say that's more so on The Rock because The Rock is is horrible. <laughs> but I did watch Mary Poppins for Emily Blunt. I did. The only thing I will say with Emily Blunt is I did watch her Amazon show. Oh, see, I didn't watch that. <laughs> Because it looked interesting. I thought that would be something that she would be good at. So I'm not saying that I'm a complete hater. I'm just saying that she Chris drawing Evans and Emily Blunt are not like, yeah. It's not like it's not like when Leo did Don't Look Up. Or, oh, yeah. You know. It had to watch. <laughs> yeah, no. God, no. Chris Evans. I don't even think Chris Evans is on Ryan Reynolds' level. Because I watched. Well, no. I watched Wrexham for. Rob McElhaney. Let me give my boy his props. <laughs> yeah. But I, still, I watch, I, I watch Ryan Reynolds movies because of him. Like, Free Guy, I watched, I, and if, if Chris I watched Evans the was the... Project. 
Me too. If that was Chris Evans in the Adam Project, I don't know if I would have watched that. I'm gonna keep it a, a mm-hmm. full stack. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> All right, but anyway, let's move into like our one story. Um, so Samuel L. Jackson is in talks to play U.S. Pre- uh, play the U.S. president in the movie called The Beast alongside Joel Kinnaman. The film's title refers to its subject, a presidential limousine nicknamed The Beast by the Secret Service. The impenetrable tank is stocked with grenades, shotguns, armor plating, and bullet and bomb proofing. When a militia of unidentified hostiles coordinates a coup against the U.S. president, or against the U.S., the president uncovers the extent of the beast's highly classified offensive capabilities. Separated from his wife, the president must learn to control the beast and the monster inside himself in order to save his life, the life of Secret Service agent Taft, played by Kinnaman, and America. Um, directing will be the Meg and Transformers Rise of Beasts second unit director, James Madigan. Okay. Um, I'm, this is one I'll need to see a trailer because this could either be straight to DVD style, wonky, Gerard Butler White, action. It could either be White House Down or Olympus is Fallen. <laughs> yeah, true. And, I, and which one do we want it to be? I forget one. I don't know. Neither. Let's <laughs> see. Wait, wait. I got to look this up. White House Down. Jamie, Jamie Foxx is... Um, is White, White House, House down, down with Channing Tatum? Okay. Yeah. That Olympus one wasn't Fallen bad. Is... I feel like Olympus Has Fallen was the better movie. Yeah, it actually probably was. Because that's that's the movie that it was so good that Gerard Butler thought he could make 15 million of them and, the, and everyone would care about all the others. So as long as it's White House down, I mean, Olympus Has Fallen good, then we'll be okay. But if it's Beast or Plane... Or or the world has fallen, or whatever the sequels to Olympus has fallen are, then it'll be trash. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting concept. We'll see how it goes. Um, is it too soon to do a, cu- a coup? Mm, mm, <laughs> if the if the, if the if the coup would have won, then then yeah, it might have been a little yeah. too soon. But the coup lost, so you know it's it, it's only upsetting the coors. <laughs> Only upsetting the coup. <laughs> and and, they're, and cooler, they're boycotting movies anyway. Yeah, facts. And if you're a cooler listening to this pod, just know we don't support you. <laughs> but thanks for your listen. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can still subscribe. We're, we're facts. Like facts. Yeah, no, she was right. Uh, excuse me. We're, we're like Jordan. We sell sneakers to everybody. <laughs> uh, so, um, so this uh this person DJ Watterson, they're about to have a directorial debut and they're going to do this uh queer cheer drama that's kind of shot like a gritty football movie. And okay. uh, the the reason I put it put it in here is you know, one, um the world of competitive cheerleading is crazy more of a dra- drama could be kind of like interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I see the girl from Res Dogs. Yeah, and and the girl from Res Dogs is the star and uh what's her name? Evan Rachel Wood is going to play the intensely critical coach. Oh, this could be really good because Evan it's, Rachel Wood is the shit. Yeah. So it's um premiering in some of the festivals. They so are no, amazing. Remember, no Evan Rachel re- Wood is a they. So don't just let uh, you know. Um. So no wider release yet on this movie. Okay. But they are. It is going to premiere in TIFF. Okay. So. Lit. That no. That tells you if it premieres somewhere like that, that means it's probably pretty good. 
Um, so I mentioned before the Love Island All Stars was rumored. Now it's confirmed. It'll be happening early 2024. Nice. It's going to be UK, Australia, nice. I think South Africa and US. So okay. It could be a lot of everyone. I'm if you're a Love that Island out. fan, you know, keep out, keep a lookout for that. Oh, um, Vanderpump CBS. Rules finished filming for my VPR people out there. I hope I'm tapping into some people in the culture. Vanderpump Rules, the new season has finished filming. And Lynn is caught up with VPR, baby. I finished Scandal, the episode. I have one episode left of the reunion where Raquel, a.k.a. Ra you know she changed her name from Rachel to Raquel to come on the show and people make bitches dumb. She comes on the show, and now we get to see what's going on. I'm trying to get Schubert in a VPR. I'm telling you, it would it, you would love this reality. Show. I got it's too the much best. Time. It's the best, especially during football season. Yeah, well, we got we got to get you off a of bachelor bachelor golden years. You don't need to watch them old people do that. You just watch VPR. <laughs> um, I'm laughing. By the way, that, face. the House of Villains did have a teaser trailer come out. Did you see so, it? I did see it. What's it about? Tell me, like, come on, you got to know who Jax Taylor is. Like, that guy looked interesting, did he not? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, what's funny are. is like, it's funny is like, like him or you know, or you know, Jax Taylor and some of the other people that I don't really know that well seems mm -hmm. to be the more interesting people. people. Yeah, because that dude is a fuck. Besides New York, New York's always yelling. Oh, loud and probably Johnny Bananas ass loud. Johnny Bananas looked like he was chilling. Oh, he did. At, at the end of the day, how much of a villain is Johnny Bananas? Really, True. Like, really, I agree with Johnny for what he did to Sarah. Like I stand on that. Sarah kicked him off the previous season, stopped him from getting the money, and she don't think I didn't forget that. Next season, when he said I'm taking the money, Sarah, you'd have did the same thing to Johnny if you had the choice. Don't fucking lie. Don't fucking lie. Team Johnny Bananas over Sarah. Fuck Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I still don't really understand the format. Oh, but yeah. What's going to be? Talking. We'll just have to see what it, what it is when it gets to yeah, it. But, I don't you know, know what it's going to be, gonna be either. It's definitely going to be a lot of uh, yelling. A lot of reality <laughs> That's what we love. <laughs> um, so CBS is going overseas for content during the strike. They're going to premiere NCIS Sydney. Trash. <laughs> Pay these fucking actors and writers. God. Now, Fuck. you know, if, if you if we want Australian content, go no farther than their reality content. Their Survivor <laughs> and Big Brother are better than ours. Oh, Sorry. damn. Their Love Island's pretty good, too. <laughs> their Love Island. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, CBS, nope, NBC has Love Island now. <laughs> but, Yeah. So if you're gonna go overseas, don't bring us NCIS. No one watches NCIS now. Here, that's why yeah. NCIS New Orleans got canceled. That's like no fact. one watches it. That's no one a, watches it. That's a big fact. That shit is horrible. But Paramount did renew Mayor of Kingstown, which I know nice. some people watch. Nice, love and, that. Um, and then the the real sports of Brian Gumble got canceled. Twenty nine seasons. Damn. I guess Brian Gumble's done. That I feel like that's more well, so a how Brian. successful. How successful did um what's his face Bomani Jones his shit, his shit did not do successful. Oh, well, I thought yeah, that was his what, shit. His part, shit was part of this. Nuh uh his shit got canceled. Know. Yeah, no, I don't, it know, was, I don't know no. what HBO's doing. Now. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess HBO leaning. I think HBO just leaning in and was like, you know, BS high. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think knocks. I think they're just gonna do docs. Like, and Let's and see. I'm not mad at that because yeah. honestly, yeah. talk show content from HBO never really made sense in the form of sports because it's not a daily thing. Like, for me, HBO needs to make, if they want to tap into sports, it needs to be like a, 
like the docs. It needs to be a series, less so a a a, a live TV show. Or it needs to be like what um, Amazon has been trying to do with Taron Killam, where it's like where it is like last week tonight, mm-hmm. where it's comedy, where it's like um, somebody is making fun of sports, sports stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can't be serious because we already got ESPN in a in a shit ton of pods for that. Like. It's it's a yeah, we, we, need be, we need to be making jokes. That's mm-hmm. what we need to be doing if we're gonna be doing or if we're doing like serious that. stuff, documentaries. Yeah. Uh but that brings us to the movie on the rise. Oh, nice. Uh for me this week, I have the Joe Montana documentary on Peacock. It is really fucking good. I did not know Joe Montana had a lot all the issues he had. I did not know he had drug problems. I did not know um he went to Notre Dame and almost quit the team. It's a really, really good doc. And I definitely suggest you all, if you are a sports fan, check out uh, Joe, Joe Cool, I think it's called, on Peacock. Brand new, and it's uh, really fucking good. Yeah, I think that is what it's called. I haven't seen it yet, but I did. did I, th- I think I am going to check it out this week. It's definitely worth it. And if you do, we can talk about it. Cause I w- but there are a lot of episodes, I will say that. And it's an hour, they're, like, they're like an hour episode each. I was like, damn, this is this is a lot. But I mean, they go into deep shit, I will say. They, they don't. Joe does. Joe tells his whole story because he could have like ex nade on the uh, the drug shit, but he didn't run from it. I got to give him his props for that. He did not run from it. Oh, I guess also I'll say uh, the new season of Top Boy. If you're a Top Boy mm-hmm. fan, it's like it's British Wire. Yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've tried to watch Top Boy, and it didn't. The first season, like it wasn't moving in the way that I thought it was going to be, and it was. It ended up being something that I need to watch at a different time because, like, I I just couldn't get my head wrapped around it at that moment. So it is like The Wire because, like, they don't do it doesn't do enough of the cop side for me. Uh, you know the, it, yeah, it doesn't have too much of the cops. It's more so, um, it's just the crime. It's, it's just, yeah, it the, is different crime units. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, which no, is not is it's not a slight on the show. I mean, I'm sure that it's really good. No, no, it is it off. is really good, but it is definitely just from the crime angle. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was thinking of it as in like rewire in a different mm-hmm. way. No, so like, no, 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 yeah. I'll just, I will watch it eventually. No, it's definitely Finish worth it watching. It is, yeah. it is, very, it's a very good show, and it has a lot like, of British actors that like Wong's was, in it. Like, it, pretty much trouble, any famous British British actor today is in it. I was having trouble discerning when they were in uh, the Island Nation or like wherever they were. Oh yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And when they were in Brit- Britain, like, yeah, they didn't do yeah. the best of jobs going back and forth. But like that, you got to follow yeah. the characters for that because the characters will tell. Like those are the keys to where they are. See, and that's why I have to go back because, like, mm-hmm. I was just, I was getting confused. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, for me, I have uh, in the theaters. You got my Big Fat Greek Wedding three. I put two, but it's three, um, which are. Trash movies that are fun to watch. Okay. And um, I, 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 that was one of the movies that I liked when I was a kid. And I rewatched, and I watched the second one with my girlfriend last weekend in preparation for this one. Nice. Which is trash. But it's <laughs> you like really enjoy it. Yeah. Right. And then what, um, Wheel of Time? What else you got? Wheel of Time? And Wheel of Time, which has got, I think it's first two episodes out. By the time people listen to this, I think three episodes will be out. Okay. Um, but okay. that's that's your um, your Amazon fall fantasy slate before we get to the gen b all right hell yeah well i'm excited all right let's get into what we're doing for you want to do one piece first just because um if you want like from the manga in-depth, perspective yeah. in depth 
me and uh me, Jazz, and Versa are reviewing it two by two each week. Uh, we're recording three and four this weekend, and it'll be out sometime this weekend. But did, I liked it. I'm gonna be honest. I thought I thought it broke the anime curse. I thought the choices that they made to be different worked. And it made sense to a Western audience. For example, you can't just come out and say, oh, Garp is a monkey D and all of these monkey Ds are enemies to God. So even though Garp's a Marine, he lets Luffy do what he wants. Like you have to explain that in a way to where it made sense. And I think they did by saying Garp is this overprotective grandpa that didn't want to let his kid follow this dream. But he realized seeing it in action, he could do it. Yeah, That's just one yeah. example of them going telling an, their own version of the story. But for the yeah, most I mean, part, they stay true. There's no way that you could do everything the same mm-hmm. and make it coherent, I suppose. They, they made it for TV, and it worked. Because, I mean, like, obviously, the reveal in Water 7 that... Garp is his grandfather is like a lot heavier than it, it had to. And see, that's what I was going to say. They took the water seven portion of that and put it into and put, this. Moved it up. Yeah, yeah, they did. And they, and Which they was like, the smoker. Yep. They, because they wanted to show you a Marine perspective of, of, of someone going through the ranks, getting stronger to parallel Luffy. So for that to happen, they made, they pushed the Kobe training up and you know, they did it that way. My question is, are they going to recast Kobe? Or is or is they gonna, gonna retest or, a lot of people? Or is the uh the actor going to just get buff? That's gonna that's gonna be an interesting question. I mean they could. Uh, I think they'll probably end up recasting. They're gonna have to recast every young person they used for the flashbacks because we're gonna have flashbacks over for flashbacks for flashbacks for flashbacks. Oh, that's well we'll see. Is. We'll see. Okay, but see, no, 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 no. The only one. The only kid that has to be recast probably by the time we get to it, if we get to it, is Sanji. Because there's no other child flashback. Luffy. We're going to have to go through Ace. We're going to have to go through Sabo. We're yeah, they could. To... All right. I, I would suggest filming that next season just to film it and have it ready. Because, like. I also I also didn't like that the accent didn't carry. Hmm. Like, that, that's my big. Uh, Luffy's. The um. younger character didn't have an accent. Oh yeah, that that I, I didn't even notice that. No, you're right. Now that you say, well, now that you pointed out, I noticed it. But yeah, that that is funny now. <laughs> well, it's because like it's I, I hate it because like the, I think the actor did a good portrayal, like with facial expressions and and all of this with for Luffy. But the the accent is just like it's hard. It's hard because I'm used to either reading or I'm used to hearing you know, the look, actor. Look, I'll say this: I accept all the accents because I look at it as this is Oda. Oda has said where each character is from, and they, yeah. they they went heavy on that. Instead of making it all sound American, they just said, you know what, we're going to lean into each actor's national, each character's nationality if they were from our Earth, Luffy being Brazilian, Sanji being like this French-British character, uh, Zoro being from well, Japan. Well, I mean, I think everyone else's worked. I just yeah. think that the Luffy one was hard to deal with because like, I feel like some of the things that Luffy says or like some of the mannerisms vocally are don't land for me. That part I have trouble like getting like the full characterization where I feel like everyone else excelled. Like there are some people who had issues with Nami's and like what? Like, why? <laughs> She's just an American. <laughs> yeah. I well, not, not accent, just like the way that her portrayal was was. And I, look, I thought, 
I thought all the straw hats were good. I'm gonna call a spade a spade. I thought now I rank them, I have them ranked differently, but I think all the straw hats accomplished their goal of getting well, across. Who's, who's who they number are. one? Zoro. By a mile. And then who's <laughs> number two, Sanji. Oh, yeah, no, no. And then Usopp three. And then Usopp and then and, Nami. And, and, and then, then Nami and then Luffy. No, for sure. I, and I but think I mean, Mac, I think Mac and you, Zoro, should be an American star. That guy is fucking phenomenal. He is the yeah. best. And and Taz Skyler, I was upset we didn't get more with him, who is Sanji. Yeah. And I'm glad that once we got him, we got a lot of him. Yeah, no, they needed to. They had to. So I'm ready for the next season so we can get more Sanji because I'm assuming. And his mannerisms, just like he's always got his hands in his pockets. Mm-hmm. He always has the has the right posture. Did the smoking at the right time? He cooked really well. His hair is always in the right place. I don't. I still don't like how how thin the hair is. If we could thicken it up a little bit, I would be down with it. But you know, I'm not. That's me being nitpicky. Little thicker bangs, thicker bangs, Sanji. <laughs> but I thought it was great. I thought oh, I, I, even though I didn't like how the fishman looked at first, I thought in action it worked. I thought I thought Arlong worked. I I think the best villain though was Mihawk. I think Mihawk and Shanks did their job. Like if outside of the Straw Hats, I think Mihawk and Shanks were the best characters, and I think the entire Shanks crew they executed them perfectly. I would say the Straw yeah. Hats, Shanks's crew, Mihawk, and then maybe Garp in the Marines. I would say Garp. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think they did a good job. I thought Axel um, Morgan was great. I mean. Oh, and wait, I got to give props to Kuro Kuro. Kuro did his thing. I was shocked at that. Who was that? The guy with the cat claws, Kuro. Oh. I thought he killed it on Usopp's Island. Like, because yeah. that's a goofy character. Oh, and we got to give it respect is. to Buggy. Buggy's actor, I mean, he, he was, he oh, was yeah. great. Yeah. So. so, like, you know, it was great that a lot of those characters hit really well mm-hmm. because he needed them to. And yeah, like they, they make, as, as much as the Straw Hats had to hit, the surrounding characters had to hit as well because you rely heavily on them. Right. And I, yeah. So like, for future stuff too. Yeah. And when comparing it to Cowboy Bebop. Oh, it's miles better. (laughs) It's just miles ahead because like everything looks right. The the storyline is pretty much. And even though they took liberties, it's still one piece. Like they, there was point A and point B are the same. It's just how you get to point B that they might have took a different path here or there. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I would say that I wish they wouldn't have changed was Nami's backstory. I wish they would have, like, kept where everyone knew that she was trying to raise the money and, like, that, and now and they purposefully acted like they hated her to try and, like, push her to, like, stop doing that. Oh, yeah. But that, that I don't know if that would have came across to Western audiences. They had to make it, you know, they, they had to yeah. hand feed some stuff to people, but it still worked. The moment of her stabbing and Luffy putting the hat on and them walking, that was perfect. It, it worked. Yeah. So gotta give them their props. All right. Pat Riley punching the <laughs> punching the fucking wife. Bro, that was an amazing scene. The fact that we're now with Adrian Brody's Pat Riley is a chef's kiss. Now we're gonna get, you know, Emmy supporting actor nominated. Mm-hmm. Adrian Brody. That speech, that speech was phenomenal, bro. Him saying, uh, Calling out everybody, calling out Kareem, calling out Magic, and then they're one, two, three, coach, and then and then they're like, bro, your hand. He was like, don't fucking talk to me about my hand. We're not fucking doing anything. Let's keep it fucking going. I was like, oh yes, Pat. Yeah, he's arrived. Like, he's, <laughs> the the character arc of 
that Pat Riley was the main focus of that mm-hmm. episode for me. I was just I didn't care about anything and... else. <laughs> and Jerry like, West is, is here. We're, we're rolling. I don't give I a like, fuck about the bus. Like, can I be honest? Is wild. Oh, I don't care about Jeannie or the main bus. When Honey called Gene, Gene, Gene Bean, I was like, get out of here, Honey. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, this show should just be about Pat Riley, Jerry West, and the Lakers. I don't give a fuck about the ownership. Not a fuck. Yeah, the Jerry West stuff was really good this episode. Yeah, Jay West, baby. <laughs> He's back. Jason Clark. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, and but the Kareem scene with Bus. Oh, perfect. There. Perfect. Yeah. We needed that. And he was it was so true. Mm-hmm. And like like Bus is just trying to like sell Kareem a dream. And Kareem's like, bro, I, I'm not I see buying this. Like, yeah, for sure. You're not about to sign me to some shitty ass contract. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, so, sir. This was a you know. A really good episode moving us into what's to come. We moved pretty fast. So yeah, we're gonna get into that. Now we're getting into some finals. Season. Yeah, I was about to say so it's them losing to the Sixers. Yeah, then, we, yeah. We're, we're gonna start with them losing to the Sixers and, and then, then see them get yeah. The and then they're gonna get Byron Scott and we're gonna see how that makes them better. So excited yeah. for that. All right, let's get into it. Buddy buddy, buddy, buddy. Oh, here. Oh, go before, ahead. before we talk about I was there about to go there. In, in terms of score, that I want to say about the two things we both talked about. One piece of score, I wish they would have leaned a little heavier on the music from the show. See, I, okay, I'm. I think they did it. I think next season we're gonna get more because I feel like for, this is a Western audience choice. I feel like they went more Jack Sparrow pirates, but mixed in the show's music with but, some yeah, real life it. pirates. You could hear, yes, you could hear. And at the time, and by the time you get to Sanji, into Nami, Mihawk, all that shit, it's One Piece music. But to start, it was okay. Here are pirates, yo ho ho music. By the end of it, it's One Piece music. I thought they. I, I actually well, like. I'm even talking about it at the end. Like, I wish they would have like leaned on it a little bit more. Sure. Like, I'm sure. hoping next season they do because like once we get into like Chopper and then you know we're talking Frankie or Frankie's theme is like the only. Oh yeah, theme no, it's I, great. I play on my Spotify. <laughs> so like, you know, I want to make sure that we get all that stuff like in. That there. is that is fair. No, I'm with um, you. And then with uh, Winning Time, there were lots of times in Winning Time where I was like, "Am I watching Perry Mason?" <laughs> Like the score was like so Perry Mason. I was like, are we in like some kind of mystery drama right now? Like, what is what is this music that is playing behind this? Like Pat is Pat Riley like Perry Mason? Um, but yeah, so let's let's talk about Ahsoka because we're gonna probably get some good score with that next week. Okay, the- so uh, bruh, <laughs> Ahsoka, <laughs> the fights. Oh, the fight between St- Ray Stevenson and Ahsoka, and then uh, and then his Padawan and and fucking uh, Sabine, mm. Chef's kiss, Chef's kiss, and uh, I love how Sabine started using her Mandalorian stuff. Like, yeah, you might not have the Force, but use what you got. You a Mando, you got the Force, yeah. you'll get to it. Use the Mando, and I'm so happy she was doing that blocking blocking shit with her gauntlets. Like that shit was great. Using her like her little rope and then like all that shit but the fact that she betrayed but I don't know if I could say it's a betrayal it's weird like Ahsoka wasn't there it was they're either gonna kill you or you give them the orb and maybe try to save uh, Ezra and maybe y'all can come together and beat everything but it, it's just very interesting choice to have her uh, give the thing to Ray Stevenson 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know your essential Star Wars youngling Padawan issue. Like, do you mm-hmm. give in to your to to what? Your like, desires. like I was talking about at the beginning. It's like you know, do you make the decision that is best for balance, or mm-hmm. do you give in to yourself? And yeah, so this the you know I feel like the characterization is right here. Sabine is going to make that decision. Sabine. But on the flip side of that, Sabine is probably also thinking this map's going to get destroyed. One of us needs to get there yeah. in order to get, to help Ezra and stop Thrawn and stop and stop Thrawn and to get everyone else there. Yeah, and the only way that you know we're going to find a way is if someone is there to find a way. And mm-hmm. why, who not? But the person who's technically the best um, pilot besides Hera. Yeah. Well, you know, knows technology. Yeah, the one too. who is tinkering with droids and figuring out the map. Also. Mon Mothma's gonna look like an idiot in next episode, and I hope they show that fucking council when Hera tells them what they saw, and I'm glad she brought all those pilots so they can get that that fucking oh, empire scum. It. Well, the ones that needed to make it. Oh, boy, from uh the, Constant, Teva, yeah. the, 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 the Asian man from that show, from Constant Wu's show, he made it, so glad he made it so he can tell because he's important, and now they can get that fucking empire scumbag off the council who didn't want to vote for this, and now we told you they're making a move for Thrawn, you fucking idiot. Also, how, where's Ahsoka? Uh, I know it's the war b- world between worlds. You know that. The general audience probably does not. How did she get there, first off, is my question. Um, I, you know, I was listening to some people have discussions about how that is, like, obviously the the stonehenge that they're at um, is like some sort of like you think when the when they went to hyperspace the 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 particles and shit like no i think like something within within that but we also know that you can get pulled into it yeah and if this is like anakin's manifested person pulling her in it, then he could have pulled her in yeah true which is that might deter process. some some average star wars fans <laughs> which is the, the one thing that everyone has agreed upon in star wars like of, of people who like us who know is that next week is going to be a difficult episode to navigate yeah it like, will be they're going I, like, to be I walking on a tightrope because like, like we cannot i asked you this okay if it's him and he gets out how does he make the choice to do what he did. It would again depend on the timeline. If it's before Mortis, then it makes sense because in Mortis, he it's he sees his destiny and then they wipe it. Mm. So it has to it, be before Mortis then. Because <laughs> if it's after, then it makes no sense. <laughs> well, and it also wouldn't make any sense because like then he would understand how to get tap into the world between worlds mm-hmm. if he, and if he knew that and he was vader then like yeah manipulate that uh-huh and or, or he wouldn't have been vader at all is my thing yeah so, so um, like it, it's, it's very interesting it's interesting it's an interesting choice um so we're gonna see how it pans out uh, people are hating on like the de and stuff at this point like I'm really I accept not, it. Yeah, that, that doesn't really bug not me anymore. too obsessed with like the technical Mm-mm. at this point. I just so want the story like, to be good. That's where I'm at with it. As long as the story's yeah. good and I see good fights, I don't care about de-aging. Yeah. Um the set the set and design. Yeah, I'm with you. Shot. This mm-hmm. this this episode was beautiful. It was beautiful. 
the, the um, them going the, to space that was in the volume was great them was, doing the space uh, stuff going into hyperspace and then all the planes getting destroyed beautiful beautiful seeing the map and everything while them fighting and ahsoka grabbing the map burning her hand like all that shit was shot very well um Shin and Sabine's fight, if we're going to break that down a little bit more, um, like you said, good st- stuff for the Mandalorian stuff. The funny, it was funny to see Sabine try and use a force push and Shin oh, be like, hmm? <laughs> only she's like, like oh. you have, or she tried to grab her fucking lightsaber. She's like, you have no power, bitch. <laughs> and she's like, bow, shoot you with my Mando shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's one- why, why didn't Ahsoka use two blades? I might have been on my phone for that. Did it get knocked out of her hand? Against who? Against Ray Stevenson? Because she was fighting with one one blade. She was fighting with her long one. Oh. I guess I didn't fully re- realize that she was only using one in that fight. I know that she was during Mar- Maroque, and I think that was more because, like, she it was didn't easy. Yeah, it was, like, any exactly. sort of problem. I'm talking about Ray Stevenson, though. She only used one, and she was using the force with her other hand. Maybe because she needed the extra force usage. Then possibly two blades, maybe. Hey, all the other times we've seen her use two blades have not been in single combat. Yeah, it's been multiple. Well, no, she used two against uh the old lady with the spear. Yeah, in Manda. Yeah. I'm talking about like oh this, here? Yeah. Here. I got you. Got you. I, you know, I just I don't know what the choice is with that, but I mean like it, it's it's obviously two different saber types, like mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it gets a little bit like inside baseball nerdy when you talk about stances. Um, but like there was a lot of interesting stance choices. Ahsoka switched stances twice. Ray Stevenson did the cross guard stance mm-hmm. or long weighted lightsabers power power stances. So like you can tell that Ahsoka may have been like trying to feel it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Stevenson obviously a little bit more confident in him himself and like it's like I, you know I'm the aggressor yeah. I have the power um, I have no fear I'm not you know he he knows also very good as a character in, in his acting of like manipulating Ahsoka and Sabine yeah he manipulated Sabine perfectly <laughs> yeah like, like, he did his thing <laughs> um, but even with Ahsoka he's like you know you're your master, yo, you're your, your master, ma- your is master destroyed. Yeah, all that's you your, do is destroy. That's your line. Your whole lineage is destruction, bitch. <laughs> Which is an interesting juxtaposition to have the villain who is at not fully. I don't know what he had to. We don't know what he is. Yeah, he's, he's the anti. He is. He, to he's to, to her, the hero, Ahsoka, in a way that's like he's she's right. He's, 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 right. he's not wrong. Uh, everyone that's been in that fucking family of Jedi besides, lineage, besides Obi-Wan. besides Obi-Wan, is but even Obi-Wan, from a certain point of view, is a destroyer. The really the only yeah. one that's I, I got you. The only one who's not is Qui-Gon Jinn. That's the only one that's not. But he's but he he's did not his a own destroyer, shit. but he's, he's not a destroyer, he's a, but he's a, a he's manipulator. A yeah. <laughs> but Luke, like a... Kylo? Fucking Ray, if we want to go that far this way, destroyers. If we want to go to Ahsoka side, Ezra, Sabine, (laughs) (laughs) destroyers. (laughs) Um, but obviously, Shin is not too uh fond of having Sabine join. No, she's not, she is not at Um, all. 
<laughs> where I so think Ray Stevenson has, I think he, I feel he, like he has his own plans. He has ulterior motives. He has his ulterior motives, which we haven't fully figured out. And yet. I don't He's think I don't think Shin agrees with it either. I think she is more so with the woman, the main Maybe. woman trying to get thrown. I don't think Ray Stevenson is all with this thrown shit. Yeah, and when it comes to the woman, Morgana or whatever, I think her magic brought Maroc to life. So that kind of puts mm. us out of the who is he kind of thing. When mm. we saw all that like smoke or whatever, I think he was like a former Man. inquisitor or yeah. something like that that like had been reanimated. Mm-hmm. Or well, yeah, all right. Well, fuck yeah, great Ahsoka episode. I'm ready for next week. This is something I'm yeah. watching weekly. It's it's gonna be wild next week. It's gonna That's be hard a big to one. see um, people go through the world between worlds. If you're having, if you're trying to figure out what that is and and stuff like that, there's a few Rebels episodes regarding it, um, including that include Ezra and Ahsoka and how it involves them. And Ahsoka goes into explaining it a little bit more in detail. She she knows this she knows this dimension well. Mm-hmm. She, so it's no surprise that she would find herself there. How she got there is still a question. And how she gets out, that's a whole... Where she pops out at is... Where she pops out is also a whole other thing. When she Um, pops out is a whole other thing as well. (laughs) (laughs) But that's... I don't don't think they're going to lean into time travel. I hope not. (laughs) I don't think so either. (laughs) Because that opens up a whole... That opens up a Pandora's box that you don't want to open. I think what she's going to gain out of the world between worlds is closure. Oh, okay. Nice. I could be with that. Does she pop up before they No, we'll talk about that next week. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll I don't talk think about she will. Week. Yeah. I think I don't think you change anything that's happened. I think you, you pop her back in and let everything lie as it lies. Let's Oh no, I meant I meant I meant does she pop them back before they, they hyperspace jump? That's not anywhere before that. I just meant like that's I'm even saying that like yeah. let them have their hyperspace let them go in and let her pop there. up there and like she could pop up there that's a good point mm-hmm. but also like you know I don't want anything that's happened to be redone. To re- redone. Yeah, no, I got you. That's fair. Yeah. All right, fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, so let let everyone know what's going on with the Bros Thing Network. All pods are dropping this week. We got uh uh Bros Who Think, Run It Back, this show. Uh, manga melee anime talk everything be out as well as one piece reviews again episode one and two is out and the uh chapter review chapter 1091 so we'll have 1092 and episode three and four out along with all the other pods but you can follow me at limby wt follow the bros who think at bros who think for all the updates all right um so you can uh catch everything going on with the bros who think um if you want to see what's going on on my twitter which is barely anything it's a shoes PWT. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being real. I am trying to comment on some more stuff. I saw you been posting. You need to, bro. You need to be a poster. I'm, try- I'm trying to become a commenter, where like, <laughs> yeah, where not a troll person, but like someone that like, you know. yeah, see what you toast. See your comments. Be like, all right, who's this guy? Usually, usually my best stuff ends up coming on like Bachelor stuff because I, like, I know how to tap in. <laughs> and, and the audience. You should but, live um, tweet the Bachelor. That should be your thing. <laughs> I I do to an extent when <laughs> when it when it serves its purpose. Okay. Um. But yeah. So you can catch me at ShoesBWT. Check us out next week for more Bros Who Binge. Hopefully, heals more winning time. Ahsoka. We'll be there. Um, <laughs> you are in today. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll talk to Montana if we need some some stuff to fill. Uh, but yeah. So I hope everyone out there has a great week. And as always, keep binging.